Welcome, welcome to today's show. So I am here, Megan Thompson with Megan Thompson Coaching to support you in raising your sensitive child who is stuck in the meltdown cycle, which we know here at MTC is a family dynamic problem. So today we're going to dive into helping you hold the vision for Thanksgiving. Hello and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children? Stop walking on eggshells and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. Parenting a sensitive kid who has to be at a certain place at a certain time and deal with much, many more people. (laughs) Um, Deal with much and many more people (laughs) and uh, who's struggling significantly it with different foods and expectations of family time and conversations can feel extra especially hard when you're parenting a sensitive child who also will lose it with their mind or their behavior when they're stressed out, when they're overwhelmed, when they are uh, experiencing something at, in life that just isn't what they expected. And so when this happens, it can be very draining. And because you are a parent of a sensitive kid and you are listening to this show, you know that connection and uh, positive attachment to your child is so crucial for raising a successful child. And this may feel very difficult, this period of, of the year, right? you've got family obligations, you have other people to make happy, you have you to make happy, you have expectations for the holidays. So I want to speak about one key piece that is so important to continue to foster with your family and uh, how you can be working on that while you are also struggling in the meltdown cycle if that's uh, also what's going on in your life. Okay, so when your child is hitting, kicking, screaming on a multiple times a day basis, throwing things and yelling or saying things like life would be better off without me or um, this just simply isn't worth it, I want a different family, then your child is stuck in the meltdown cycle. All of those behaviors are symptoms of a meltdown cycle, especially if you have been working very hard to stop walking on eggshells, to stop being so exhausted or dreading your child and trying to talk yourself out of feeling exhausted but instead you find yourself feeling inadequate, feeling like you don't know up from down, you never know when the meltdowns are gonna stop and you find yourself worrying so much about when your family will finally feel peace that you've started to get resentful, then you too are stuck in the meltdown cycle because it takes two to tango and it's at least you and your child in the home. And as a result, your child's emotional intensity is not just a result of some sort of internal process that they're having a hard time with, okay? It's also the environment in the home to include their relationship with you. Now, this can feel empowering if you know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It can feel very 
frustrating or worrisome if you're not listening to the rest of the show and you are stuck in shame. So it is important to notice how you experience this message. And if personally you're experiencing this message, uh, like somebody just told you, you created this problem and it's all your fault, then that's where you start. You have to notice that celebration is the opposite of shame and celebrating that you have figured out a process, a a method, a, a human being, an expert, can help you solve this problem, that that is number one, right? Your head is not in the sand. You have not been uh, avoiding solving this problem. You only just started to listen to someone who knows what they're talking about. So great, you're here, let's get after it, all right? That's number one. Number two is that if you're struggling with feeling like you can enjoy the holiday before the holiday even starts, right? Giving yourself permission to picture yourself or yourselves and in your family to enjoy the holiday, then it is important to notice that this is also a symptom of the meltdown cycle. You are walking on eggshells. You're waiting with bated breath. You are experiencing self-doubt, and these are all part of the experience of not having a system or a process to raise your child in a way where they feel resilient in challenges. Now, all challenge is is a mismatch in expectation. So as a parent, if you have an expectation that the day is going to go a certain way, that the family is going to repeat traditions per last year (laughs) and the year before that and the year before that, and your child has an expectation that they're going to play with Legos and that the turkey is going to be perfectly moist and that their cousin is going to come at 3.05 instead of 3 o'clock, and those things don't match up to your child's expectations, kablooey, right? Your child has a meltdown. You end up having a meltdown as well because you've been working really hard to create this this holiday. And as a result, everybody is feeling that conflict. And if your child doesn't have the ability to manage conflict safely, they will have a meltdown, all right? So what do we do about this? We can't just mitigate expectations. You might think that if you just lay it all out there and spell it out for the day and walk your child through how the day is going to go, then your child will be calm, right? But but what's missing is an understanding of how emotions are experienced in the brain and how emotions are experienced for sensitive kids when they don't have skills to regulate their emotions. What you're doing when you lay out the day and you tell your child about the day is you are using logic to help your child feel prepared. But your child doesn't need to be logically prepared they need to be emotionally prepared. So what I want you to do is envision next year's Thanksgiving and notice that this year's Thanksgiving might not be the way you expect it to to be. However, once you have a process, once you have a system where you can help your child be emotionally prepared for challenges, next year's Thanksgiving is going to be completely different than this year's Thanksgiving, all right? So why is that, right? sensitive children break out of the meltdown cycle when their parents prepare them to be emotionally resilient. And a child who feels emotionally resilient is playful in the face of their challenges. So what does that mean? That means that when your child is experiencing challenges, they get curious. They ask questions rather than demand requirements. All right. If your child is experiencing their life and challenges that they're having in their life with can't, won't, no way, then they are demonstrating to you that they lack resilience. 
All right, so this hopefully is an aha moment and an important piece for you. Now, when we think about a uh, holiday coming up, Thanksgiving in the US, it, I want you to pay attention to what it is that's going to help you break out of this pattern. The first piece is helping you shift your perspective that, uh, that you've created all of this on your own. It is not your fault. It is important to notice that traditional parenting, one, two, three magic, um, positive focusing on, on just encouraging your child, um, speaking to your child till you're blue in the face, lecturing, right? Telling them that they're better than this and they can figure it out and just encouraging them. All of those are same, uh, uh, different sides of the same coin. They're traditional approaches. Those might've worked for your non-highly sensitive kid. They might've worked in culmination for you growing up, but your sensitive child is not moving out of the meltdown cycle with those tactics. All right, what does work? Let's talk about what does work. And let's pay attention to gratitude because pay, being able to notice that you are moving towards an appropriate outcome with hope and a strategy will help you stay motivated and inspired, right? So I wanna speak about this. We here at MTC believe that highly sensitive children are the world changers. They are the ones who are going to influence and impact our world for the better. And the only way they're going to do that is through managing their emotions and feeling emotionally resilient in order to be creative in problem solving. And the way that we help sensitive children impact the future is by teaching parents how to raise them effectively, how to raise them efficiently in a way that keeps boundaries safe, keeps the home safe, and gives you your sense of empowerment back, helps you stop feeling inadequate, and uh, like you're spinning your wheels, right? And stay out of self-criticism and self-doubt by giving you a process, a process to raise your child that teaches you how to set your expectations, right? Of what your child is capable of, noticing that your child right now is on fire. They are telling you the family dynamic is on fire. Highly sensitive kids without skills are the alarm bells of society. And that behavior, running around like chickens with their heads cut off, is not who your child is, all right? And I want you to reconnect to that intuitive belief. You know that. You know that your child's behavior isn't innately who they are. Maybe when you've been trying to tell that to them till they're blue in the face, you've started to question their willfulness in the day-to-day -day behavior. But when you sit with me telling you this, Notice your, your, your bottom on the chair, notice your body, and you hear me say your child's behavior is not who they are. You believe it. You believe that, right? Okay, great. Hang on to that. Grab it. <laughs> Don't let it go. Because your sensitive child has lost their sense of self-belief and, self, and positive self-concept. And so you are the only one who's going to be able to pour that into your kid. You can't convince your kid that they are going to solve their problems effectively by just talking to them, right? And certainly not by delegating it. So the, pre the, the pressure of trying to make the holiday in three days or two in two days uh, the best year yet is going to keep you stuck. Instead, what I want you to do is notice where and what in life can you celebrate in the next two days? What about your experiences can you find to be grateful for? What about your knowledge that you didn't have six months ago 
is something that you can be grateful for. And then what clear and consistent action you're going to take to shift out of this dynamic. Now I said there's a four part process to break out of this. You have to first understand your expectations, what you're doing to set the tone in your family so that your child stops believing that everything is their fault and that they don't belong. All right. Then next, you need to playfully communicate with your child that they are not a problem, but the, pro the way that they solve problems is the problem. And that means that you can help them learn how to solve problems differently, more creatively, right? And you need to do that by staying out of the shame cycle yourself. You have to work on your mindset, like I mentioned, and you have to stay away from lecturing, exploding, reacting, yelling, or getting passive. Because when you're passive with your child and you're just lovingly telling them it's not okay to hit while they smack you, right? Then you're not going to be able to send the message to your child that they can change now, right? Now meaning in the next couple of weeks, not right this minute, like a drill sergeant, right? So there's a middle, a middle experience to being, you know, to where you can avoid being passive you're just psychologically allowing physical danger to happen in your life, in your family's life, right? And then where you're pressuring it, where you're requiring your child to listen right now, come heck or high water, and you're the one in control. Your child needs to learn that they are in control, which means you are going to need to witness your child learning how to control their behavior. And that's very difficult to do for long periods of time because it actually keeps the family stuck in witnessing aggression or unsafe behavior for a lot longer than the family needs to experience it, which actually keeps the cycle going. Okay. So when we share with potential clients that we help parents break out of the cycle in as little as eight weeks, usually one of the worries that we hear clients say is, is eight weeks enough? I've been dealing with this for six years or eight years or 10 years. How on earth can we break a pattern like this? in eight weeks. And the, the reason is Parkinson's law. The longer you give yourself to solve a problem, the longer it's going to take, right? So when we work with our clients, it's an intensive process. What we're doing is we're meeting multiple times a week. We're helping our clients break out of this pattern by being able to talk to us every day of the week, except Sundays, we don't respond on Sundays. And in that process, a shorter turnaround, being able to improve on a daily basis actually speeds up your process. Now, when we think about this from a concept of building muscle, it depends on how you're lifting weights, whether or not you're going to be able to exercise that muscle on a daily basis, right? Because if you're just thinking about lifting weights um, and you're and you're curling those those weights from a, from a uh, and, and, and leaping from five pounds to 10 pounds, and then 10 pounds to 15 pounds in bicep curls, for example, and then 15 pounds to 20 pounds, you're not going to be able to do that heavy lifting in five days, in four days, right? Five to 10 to 10 to 15 to, and 15 to 20. You'll tear something. But when you're paying attention to shifting from lifting a five pound weight to lifting a six pound weight to lifting a seven pound weight to lifting an eight pound weight, and you're in constant communication with a team, then you can actually shift faster than the expectation of lifting a five pound weight to a 20 pound weight in five days. That's not good practice. If 
your body can't handle it, right? But what is effective is by uh, is by speeding up momentum by actually slowing down the trajectory and the leap you need to need to take. So when you take that concept and you apply it to parenting, what we're talking is about is making small amount of tweaks in a small amount of time. So the first tweak that we have our clients make is to associate themselves with progress, to start to get very clear on what they see themselves achieving in the next eight weeks, in the next uh, 60 days, in the next six months, in the next year for their family, right? Because oftentimes as parents, you can think it's necessary to have a long game only, right? that eventually your child will grow out of this behavior. You just need to be patient and keep plugging along, focusing on positive attachment and emotional intelligence skills, right? But there has to be a shorter timeline than a year from now in order to create lasting change. Otherwise your family is suffering and you'll perpetuate the belief that suffering is part of your family dynamic. And that message actually becomes psychologically harder to break down over time, which is why you need to actually shrink the process. So slow down to speed up is the next uh, methodology. So over the next two days, today's Tuesday when the show is going to, um, to show, right? And then we have Thanksgiving. I want you to pay attention to one thing. What can you be grateful for in your relationship with your child over the next 48 hours? And I want you to spend five minutes thinking about it, feeling it, noticing it, naming it, nurturing it. And doing that is going to shift your mood. Now it's not the whole strategy, but it absolutely changes the way that you see your child. And when you shift that, you start to believe that your child is capable again, just like you did when they were little and they took their first step and you cheered them on, right? Because you believed, even if they fell flat on their bum right away, that they would get back up and they would do it again. And they believed it too. Not because they didn't know any better, but because innately your child knows that they are destined for greatness, that they are destined for a grand potential. And it's your job to teach your child to do that without beating themselves up, without getting into overachieving perfectionism or workaholism and without hyper focusing on stress, right? Because a well-balanced life means that your child is present to the moment, means that they experience gratitude on a daily basis. And you got to practice that the brain is just not wired to do that intentionally on autopilot it has to be something you do intentionally on purpose. So go ahead, do that little experiment for me. Let me know in the comments of this show, or uh, in in um, uh, you know in, in in an email if you received it, what ex what you were able to notice about this experiment? I look forward to hearing from you. If you want to take it to the next level, you want to break out of this pattern in as short amount of time as possible. <laughs> your family does not have to stay miserable through the holidays. You can break out of this pattern very quickly. And I encourage you to talk to our team about whether or not we are the best ones to lead you there. All right. So that conversation is free and uh, the first conversation and on that conversation, we'll be able to show you exactly what it would take uh, to and, and the time and, and also the, um, uh, the, the process and logistics to engage with our team. Right. 
and you'll cover that and you can make that decision with our team on that very same call. And in the meantime, uh, what you'll do when you register for a call is you'll learn more about what we do, right? It's incredibly important to pay attention to timeline. We only get one life, all right? So let's make the most of it now. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson. And we look forward to speaking to you soon.